Blog Talk Radio. Morning, Internet world. Welcome to the Cross in the Desert, speaking hope and freedom to Iran. I'm your host, Randy L. Noble, and once again, I want to take this time to say thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to join me today on my podcast. Today is Thursday, January 25th, 2024. On the Thursday edition of The Cross in the Desert, I like to take the opportunity in being a voice for Iranians to shift my focus now onto the most important thing I can talk about uh, to those who listen and to my Iranian friends, and that is the good news of Jesus Christ as taught in Scripture. And today is a very unique and special day for the cross in the desert, I want to spend this half an hour encouraging us as we live in this world of constant turmoil and evil and suffering and uncertainty. I want to spend this half an hour with you and communicate to you a very powerful portion of scripture that will help us to give us hope in uncertain, difficult times as we keep our gaze on Jesus. And I want to focus in on Revelation chapter 1, the first 20 verses of that chapter, which details the Apostle John's beginning his work as a secretary of sending the letters of Jesus to the seven churches. And before he takes on that task, he is given an opportunity, a rich uh, wonderful experience of a vision of the glorified Christ on the island of Patmos. And I chose this chapter for the reason of this vision, that we as a church need a fresh, unique, and powerful vision of who Jesus is. And there really is no better place to go except here in Revelation chapter 1, where John is recording this dramatic experience during the time of great suffering 
he sees a vision of Jesus. And if we can keep our eyes and our gaze on who Jesus is in this incredible vision, it will give us hope. It will give us comfort. It will give us tenacity to survive during difficult painful times. And so I want you to sit back and I want to unfold this wonderful first chapter of the book of Revelation. And to help us do that, I want you to hear a great man of God. He's a great narrator. His name is Max McLean. And I want you to hear him as he reads Revelation chapters, chapter 1 to us. Let's listen. The Revelation to John, chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, Grace to you, and peace from him who is, and who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth. To him who loves us, and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him, even so. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, and who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation, and the kingdom, and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, Write what you see in a book, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, and to Smyrna, and to Pergamum, and to Thyatira, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, the things that you have seen, those that are, and those that are to take place after this. As for the that is the incredible narrating voice of Max McLean uh, reading the first 19 verses of Revelation chapter 1. Why this chapter? What is it about this chapter that I feel is so powerful and so relevant 
in the time that we live in. This message is an ancient message more than 2,000 years ago. John penned this incredible book of Revelation vision in about A.D. 96 when he was nearly 90 years old. He was on the island of Patmos suffering for the word of God. He was banned there, hard labor, breaking rocks all day, and in his frailty, And in his suffering, God gave him one of the most incredible visions in all of Scripture, which would lead and guide us as we look toward the future. But it is a message for the suffering Christians under the reign of Domitian at that time. It is a message of hope for the Christians who are experiencing persecution like John was for their faith, for their testimony of Jesus Christ. And that's why I believe this vision, this first chapter, this picture of the glorified Christ is so important for the time that we live in and how that we face our uncertainty and trials. And as we go through this briefly, I want to point out some things to you that are important that will give you hope and give you a strong foundation in times of certainty, uncertainty. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. So the book of Revelation is all about Christ, all about his glory, all about his second coming. It is not so much about the end time events. Oh, it includes that. It's not so much about the beast, the leopard, the antichrist, the false prophet, the mark of the beast. But the book of Revelation talks about that. But if you want to get to the heart of what the book of Revelation is all about, it is about the glory of Jesus Christ. In his first coming, he came as the perfect suffering servant, the sacrificial lamb of God who laid down his life to free us from our guilt and sin. We see that in the Gospels. But here, in Revelation chapter 1, John doesn't see the sacrificial lamb. He sees the glory of Christ and all of his majesty and perfection. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the soon and coming king. And so John has this incredible vision of who Jesus is in the present time. So the book of Revelation is all about Jesus Christ and For those of us who struggle with interpretation and struggle with the different viewpoints, verse 3 commends us in saying in so many words, God wants you to understand what this book is all about. Verse 3, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it for the time of his near. God wants you to keep the words of this prophecy in your heart of hearts. He wants you to live it out in your daily life. So therefore, he wants you to understand the book of Revelation. It is not some um, veiled mystery. In fact, the word apocalypsos is an unveiling of things to come, the revelation of Jesus Christ. He made it known. By sending his angel to his servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And I love how this first chapter 
gives this beautiful benediction of grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords who has paid the ultimate price to free us from our guilt and our shame by shedding his blood as the great high priest that he is, giving his life sacrificially. And John says he has made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Verse 7, behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced and on all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. This is a fantastic admonition to keep the faith strong because he is coming with the clouds. This is part and parcel of Daniel chapter 7, the vision of Jesus coming to the Ancient of Days, coming on the clouds of judgment. Every eye will see him. In his second coming, it is visible to the entire globe, to the entire earth. It will be a visible coming in his second coming. Now, part of that second coming, there is a phase called the rapture when he will come in the clouds, but only halfway down to the earth, First Thessalonians chapter 4, and take his saints, we who are alive and may, remain, up with him in the clouds. The dead will be raised, and we who are alive and remain will be caught up with him. That's the first phase of his second coming. In the second phase, here in verse 7, it is a visible coming as he comes to bring judgment on his enemies and, and pour out his wrath upon uh, of the wicked. So there is a distinction here I want you to understand in verse 7 between the visible second coming and the rapture which precedes that second coming. But I don't want you to miss what else is being said here. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. God started it all. He is in charge of all history. Everything that happens is under his sovereign control. He began it. He will finish it. And it's speaking here of the Lord God who is to come, the Almighty. And it's a reference right away to Jesus who is the Alpha and the Omega. He is in charge of it all. And we can take comfort in that he is the sovereign Lord of the universe, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. John says in verse 9, he is a fellow partner with you and me in the tribulation. And those that read this letter can identify with tribulation and persecution at that time under Domitian. And John is saying, I understand your suffering. I am suffering as well because of the word of God. And as he is writing this, we're incredible vision. He says it is on the Lord's day, and he heard this voice that sounded like a trumpet that commanded him to write everything he saw in the book, and this is the letter he is to send to the seven churches of Asia at that time, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. When John heard this voice, 
he turned to see who was speaking to him. And he saw one like the Son of Man standing among the seven golden lampstands, which later is identified with the seven churches, meaning that the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, is in the midst of his churches. He understands John's suffering. He understands the suffering of his people because he is there, sovereignly, in control of all things, in the midst of the churches. He is not some absent deity, disconnected from our hardships. He is there with the seven churches. And then John sees the glorified Christ. The hairs of his head were white, white like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many wonders. In his right hand, he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun, shining in full strength. Well, what is all of this about? This points to the glorified, majestic deity of Jesus Christ. His hair and his head were white like wool. This is a reference to the Ancient of Days in Daniel chapter 7. It's an image that John is taking from the Old Testament. In the Ancient of Days, Daniel chapter 7, God had hair that was white like pure wool. It's imagery. White hair in Scripture is symbolic of purity and character, dignity of age, authority as a judge, and eternalness. So in summary, John is recording this magnificent vision. The white hair speaks of dignity, of eternalness, and it's just like the Ancient of Days in Daniel chapter 7. Christ's face, John says, was brilliant. His countenance was as the sun shining in its strength. John's look at the glorified Lord was blinding. It's a reminder of when Jesus was transfigured, remember, in the Gospels, and his face shined like the sun. His raiment was as white as the light. Again, the glory, the essence of God in Jesus Christ, his Shekinah glory is shining. His countenance is blinding, and his eyes were like a flame of fire that penetrating gaze from Jesus who knows everything about us. He gazes us with those eyes like a flame of fire, but it's also a look of divine wrath upon the wicked. His feet were like bronze as if burned in a furnace. It, it, it's really an interesting a description here of, of the symbolic presence of the strength of Christ and his stability as he treads the wicked in judgment. He makes his enemies his footstool, the scripture says in Hebrews 10:13, And this is probably why it's descriptive of his feet being like fine bronze. His garments were clothed down to the foot 
and girded about the breasts with a golden girdle. What is it about these garments that is so important? Well, it's symbolic of the priests of the Old Testament who wore long flowing robes for glory and beauty. It was a symbol of dignity, majesty, and divine authority. It shows us that Jesus, as our great high priest, as the Old Testament priest, bore our sins and guilt. He died for our sins. He atoned for our sins to cleanse us from our guilt and shame. His voice was like the sound of many waters. We, we see that in, in Psalm 29. It's a reference to the authority, the power, and the majesty of God. It's that awesome sound, the power of washing water, that people that have been at Niagara Falls describes as overwhelming. And this is perhaps what John was listening to, this powerful voice that sounds like rushing water. And his speech was powerful. Out of his mouth when I sharp two-edged sword. This is speaking of the beautiful power of the Word of God, sharper than two-edged sword. It's referring to the Word of God in divine judgment. His Word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And Jesus, in his right hand, in this magnificent vision, is holding the seven stars, they're the angels of the seven churches. They're the seven lampstands, which are the seven churches. And this, this is referring perhaps to the pastors of each of the churches, the messengers, or an angelic-like being. And it shows again Jesus' priority is the church. He guards and protects the church. He upholds and strengthens the church. And this is so important as we gaze at this vision to understand something of the majesty and the greatness of our God and how encouraging that is in difficult times. And right now there is a song I want to play, a worship song by Jeremy Riddle, that is so beautiful and descriptive of what John is seeing here in Revelation chapter 1. Let's listen. Blood has washed our sins away. And brought us into light of day. Tell me the glory. Tell me the power. First one. 
incredible song of worship by Jeremy Riddle. What is the conclusion of all of this when John saw this incredible vision? Verse 17, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, but he laid his right hand on me saying, fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died and behold, I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of death and Hades. Jesus is reminding John who is in control. And John is responding to this vision in worship. Jesus says, I am the first and the last. Only God is the first and the last. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 6, Jehovah says, I am the first and the last. And so is Jesus. Jesus declares his deity. He says, don't fear death. I have the keys of death and Hades. When we look at this vision, and we gaze upon who Jesus is, we are right away seized with worship. We fall at his feet in worship and adoration because he is the God who is and who was and who is to come, and he is in control of all. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And so Revelation chapter 1, I believe, is so pivotal as we face the uncertainty, the trials, and the tribulations of this new year. Please take the time to read, meditate, and pray through Revelation chapter 1. I want to thank you so much for joining me today on this special program of the Cross in the Desert. Have an incredible weekend, and I will see you again on Monday. God bless you.
Ready for a new year health and fitness breakthrough that will blow your friggin' mind? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's Body with an I. And this is the Body New Year BOGO event. Right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I'll pay for your entire second year. That's 78% off our monthly price and our best deal ever. Look, it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. At Body, we know what it takes, so we make it simple to reverse years of vital decay. We have over 120 structured programs like the new For Beginners Only program, 21 Day Fix, P90X, and Insanity. Our app also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. Let's take the guesswork out of getting fit and healthy, but you only get our best deal of the year this one time. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of body, and I'll give you a full second year for free. Just go to body.com and get started today. That's body with an I.com. Again, that's B O D I.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.